Captain Jay and I'm your Captain Jamie. So Jamie, we're back again. Read another three volumes. Yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah, I read them back to back all at once. I absolutely forgot how emotional this manga can be. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It can get pretty rough. Here's our first sample in our like in one deadline. Surprise, everyone! It's not just. Punches in a guy who can sword real good. <laughs> Sometimes there's sadness. Sad. Sometimes sad things happen. But let's get right into our discussion about these last three volumes, because they were pretty good. Just as a reminder, uh, over the last two weeks, we were reading volumes seven through nine. Mm-hmm. So uh, last we left off, we were about to get right into a fight with uh, Don Krieg, the leader of this pirate armada. Gotta protect that boat. Gotta protect that boat. Uh, Jamie, just as a reminder, how do you say the boat's name? Oh, no! Oh, no! Why are you doing this to me? Oh, I forgot already. And I'm like, it's not Barati. Okay, say it with me. Baratier. Baratier, there we go. Yeah. Baratier. <laughs> that sounds fancy and nice and pleasant. It's, it sounds fancy and sort of French. Okay, Almost immediately, we run into this this foe that is one of the most, like, what-the-fuck enemies. <laughs> I'm gonna spare okay. a fuck for that. Because what is that guy? What is that design? Okay, are are you by any chance talking about the Invincible Pearl? Yes! I, exactly! Like, what the fuck? What is with this character? I will say that is probably the weirdest design. I gotta say, when I started reading this, I had completely forgotten about Pearl. I mentioned last time about how I remembered uh, the Meow Band brothers and how they were kind of like, eh, these characters are kind of just, eh. Pearl is also meh, but also, like, weird. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, what is this guy's, what? I, I will say Pearl is kind of the last of the underwhelming minions like, I feel like after this, when you start meeting the bigger pirates or the bigger villains, their underlings are way cooler. Yeah. Pearl, Pearl, the Meow Band brothers are like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but as a result of fighting Pearl, we get to see Sanji in action. And we get to see exactly how tough he is. Mm. And as a result of that, we find out Sanji has the chef's kick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, in the middle of that fight, we get a flashback. We get a flashback. We get a really long flashback. And we find out a little bit more about Sanji and Zeph's background and how they met and how they ended up stuck together, basically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. We get this flashback about how this ship that's kind of getting destroyed and they're kind of protecting and how it's important to them and why, like, the weight of its importance to Sanji Right. And then immediately after, Luffy's gonna sink it. Luffy, <laughs> Luffy threatens he's gonna sink that ship. My my favorite thing about that is that he has this plan for about five seconds before he abandons it completely. He does, he does. 
Okay, so during this flashback, we find out the background be- between Sanji and Zeph. Um, we find out that Zeph stormed a ship that Sanji was working on. They ended up wrecking onto a desert, like, rock in the middle of the ocean. They were there for 80 days. Oh, it was 80 days? 80 days with Ooh. almost no food or water. Sanji had food for the first 20 days, and then for the last 60, he had nothing but water. Damn. Zeph, all he had to eat was his leg that he cut off himself. Mm-hmm. Because that's a solution. I actually did a little bit of research. Yeah. And I found out that the longest hunger strike on record was 74 days long. So Zeph managing Zeph managing to stay alive for 80 days with only Well, he like, may have uh he may have rationed out that leg. <laughs> I mean though, think about it. Little How little much... bites, little nibbles of that leg oh, is God. The... Actually never mind, don't think about it cuz this is grossing me out. <laughs> I will say, though, that, like, the, the, Oda doesn't cut away when they show Zeph, like, cutting off his leg. Oh, no. He just straight up shows, it's like some 127 hour shit. <laughs> like, fuck you, no, we're gonna show this guy cutting off his leg. Ugh, okay, anyway. Uh, so, after learning about all of that, uh, we get a better picture of, like, Sanji has this dream. He doesn't want to leave Bratier, even though he doesn't get along with anyone, he doesn't get along with the chef, but it's clear that he's sort of been stewing in debt, basically. And yeah. like an emotional debt for costing this man. It's his duty. It's his weight. And it, it's such a weight on him that he's willing to just completely sacrifice himself to stop Jin from killing Zeph and stop Krieg from destroying or stealing the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get, as a result, we get this amazing line from Luffy... Um, getting killed is no way to repay your debt. And it's accompanied with a flashback to Shanks when he saved Luffy. Ooh, that little, that little frame. That little, that was, little frame. Mm, oh, it, it was so tight. It was just like quick, quick little just, frame. Just one quick little frame and you get all of the context you need for why Luffy felt like he needed to say that and why he gets angry there's only a few times... Luffy is such a carefree guy. There's only been a few times where Luffy gets really angry. And when he does, it's... When it's personal. No, it's it's super personal. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about... Let's talk about Don Krieg and the conflict between him and Luffy. So Krieg is... Krieg is a pretty classic One Piece villain. He, along with all the other villains we've been introduced so far, kind of gets introduced by him killing off one of his crewmates mm-hmm. to to show the audience hey this is a bad guy and he's not gonna get along with the main character yeah <laughs> rules with an iron um, fist yeah rules with an iron fist he wants to be king of pirates too doesn't he he wants to be king of pirates yeah but the thing is is that luffy straight up tells him you don't have what it takes yeah this guy has a has an armada not just one big ship but an armada of 5,000 pirates, or he did, and Luffy, a guy with a small old boat and four crew members, one of which just ran off with the boat, <laughs> says to him, He's like, nah. you, don't have, you don't have what it takes nah. to be the king. And so we're, as a result, we're kind of given this, this eye into uh, how Luffy kind of views strength. And it's like the big conflict between him and Krieg is Krieg defines strength as like, Strength in numbers, strength in weaponry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the defining feature about 
Krieg's like fighting style. He just has a bunch of weapons, a ton of weird things to fight with. But to Luffy, it means nothing. Uh, what is the word that they keep calling it? Military might. Military might. That's what they keep calling yeah. it. But while this is all going on, there's also the, you know, Jin and how showing this character compassion and mercy, how that has affected yeah. this fight and his choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so Jin is described by Krieg as being like the most ruthless person in his crew. He made him his battle commander because he is absolutely ruthless. And Krieg mentions a couple of times that the things he hates most are things like sentiment and honor. Like, if if it doesn't make you money or power, then it's pointless. And you can tell that Jin has internalized this to a point. Mm-hmm. So when someone actually does show him kindness for no other reason than because it's a good thing to do, he he can't deal with it. <laughs> he has been affected by it. He's he's been he's been completely he's he is he's incredibly strong. Like he has uh, Sanji on the ropes without too much effort, but he's brought to his knees by kindness. Mm-hmm. Very quickly, he is returning that. Yeah, and it, and it kind of goes against it. it, it it's kind of the thing that defeats Krieg's idea of strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, Krieg defines strength as you know power and numbers and weaponry and ruthlessness. But his ruthlessness is completely destroyed by an act of kindness. Yep. So TLDR, there's a long drawn out fight and Luffy destroys Krieg through pure force of will. Yeah. Yep. Like, this isn't even... Like, the last two fights he's had, it's been mostly... It's it's been mostly him actually kind of... Uh, outsmarting the villain a little bit like with Kuro and Buggy he, he had little moments of like haha now I've defeated you through you know tricky tricks mm-hmm. a little bit um with Krieg he's just like hey you're gonna use a porcupine shield I'm just gonna punch through it injuring yeah. myself in the process <laughs> oh you're gonna throw stakes at me I'm just gonna let you injure me and so I can hit you it's a brutal like, fight it's a super brutal fight and it, it's sort of the thing that defines the fight is that Luffy just fights no matter what, he just keeps freaking going. Even at the end, when he knows that he's going to get thrown in the sea, he just keeps fighting. And then he he, he beats Krieg pretty hard. Mm-hmm. He gets him pretty good. What a, like, sweet little, like, seeing him off. Like, first they're just, like, harassing him to get him to detach from them. Like, insulting his food and doing all of this stuff. Very shallowly. <laughs> uh, I... I actually appreciate this whole development between Sanji and the Baratier cooks. Mm-hmm. Way I appreciate it way more now. It, it just never occurred to me before that the reason Zeph treats him like such crap and disrespects him so badly is because he wants him to leave. He wants him to leave the nest. Yeah, exactly. Go- Not because he doesn't like having him around, but because he has dreams that he... That Zeph wants him to go fulfill. But he's so stuck feeling like it's his duty to be there. Yeah, it's, it's such a, it's so, it's so sweet and sad, especially since when the cooks are all pretending to hate Sanji and wanting to to get, like, originally that's why he was going to go with Luffy is because he's like, I'm not wanted here. Mm -hmm. But that one moment with Zeph, just that one comment, 
that just brings Sanji to tears. <sighs> oh. They're his family. This is, they're his family! They're his family. Like, I love this non-blood family stuff in One Piece so much. It does it so well. And, like, the more I look at the Baratier crew and Sanji and Zeph, I realize that, like, they are such a good representation of, of a family because they fight and they fight and they fight, but when it matters, they're there for each other. They are. That's when the tears come out in the love. Even Zeph. Baby even Zeph eggplant. Cries. Baby calls eggplant. A baby eggplant as an adult. That's yeah. the most sweet dad thing. <laughs> Zeph is Zeph Zeph is Sanji's dad. It's his dad. Zeph is Sanji's yeah. dad. He picked him up as a kid. He he raised him into adulthood. He he taught him his fighting style. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the other thing is that he taught him how to fight, and as a result, Sanji is a incredibly deadly fighter. <laughs> the the whole teary teary goodbyes are like a reoccurring thing mm-hmm. in One Piece. This one in particular is super powerful. Yeah, I really yeah. This is definitely up there. So they get out to sea. Well, at uh, one Luffy- point, you're. <laughs> Yosaka shows oh, up God. in a panda no. shark. I freaking forgot about that. Okay, <laughs> how how did he swim all the way there? What are these dudes even? Oh my God, Johnny and Yosaka were freaking like what they're are around they? so much. I don't remember them being around this much. They they basically become like uh impromptu like crew members. Yeah, they they're temps. They become the crew for a little they're while. They're temps. Yeah, so Yosaka's back. Uh, for those who have forgotten, Jamie. Yeah, so Usopp, Zoro, and Johnny were already on their way to go chase Nami. Yeah, they were- Nami disappeared with their boat during the last, uh, volume. Yosako comes back and explains that they figured out where Nami's headed, and she's headed for an incredibly dangerous pirate. Oh no. Zoro, Johnny, and Usopp show up to the island where uh, Nami docked her boat, and we find out that on this island lives a terrifying pirate by the name of Arlong. And he's terrifying because... He's a fish man. He's a he's a fish man. <laughs> he's a... She's a fish man. They're intense. And they're intense. They're huge. They're he, huge. He they're just, like, they just like and... lifted houses and put them upside down. Yeah. So Arlong is a is a fishman pirate from the Grand Line. Uh and he's taken over this island and he rules it with an iron fist. In fact, his 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 uh his crew members don't call him captain. They call him Lord Arlong. Yeah, it's like with the iron fist is a understatement. It is like oh, he is yeah. like a ruthless like okay. dictator. <laughs> so so as we start this kind of mini arc with Arlong, something interesting happens. The entire series kind of goes through this tonal shift. Big one. It's big. We get like way more character development. Um, things the the stakes get way higher. Um, we find out that Arlong isn't just interested in ruling over this island. He wants to rule over the entire East Blue. He wants to conquer. At one point, Usopp is like. What's going to happen to my village? Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, oh, that's scary. Yeah, that's right? Scary. That was, like, something I never really, like, I, I don't remember that being, like, a line that was just, like, seriously intimidating. Because it's like, yeah. Usopp's worried about his people and his village. That's scary. Yeah. Like, in the past, we've had, like, we've had Buggy take over a town. Everyone kind of left, but the town was, the town was at stake. We had Usopp, his town was at stake. And then, like, the life of his, his, uh his friend, um, uh, Sanji, uh, the, uh, you know, the lives of the, the cooks were at stake. Um, the ship itself, Baratier, was at stake. In this case, the stakes are the entire freaking uh, quadrant of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, and everyone who lives there to be ruled by this angry pirate. <laughs> that will um, kill you for anything. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. We find out that he had just ripped apart um, a neighboring village, like literally ripped it apart and killed every almost everyone there uh, because they couldn't pay him. He's he's comp- and then on top of that, he is completely different from every single villain we've fought against so far. In 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 the fact that he his ruthlessness is far beyond what we've seen. Uh, uh, the stakes of his of his ambitions are far beyond what we've seen, and on top of that, he doesn't fit the formula of the other One Piece villains. Mm-mm. And that's to say, he doesn't do the one thing that every single villain has done so far, which is kill one of his own. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he loves his own. He loves his own. The way that Oda shows how 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 ruthless and uncaring Arlong is is how he treats. The people that he has subjugated. Yeah. This, this, the, the other way that this, the way this arc is a shift away from the norm, uh, it also breaks the formula that we've gotten used to so far. And that is like, usually it's Luffy shows up to an island. Uh, there's a potential new crew member. They have to f- defeat a villain first. They defeat the villain, the crew member joins, and then they leave. Yeah. This one is a lot more character driven, too. It, it's it's such a different it's such a different conflict than what we've been introduced to so far. During this during this whole alter- altercation during during all this chaos where uh, Nami is trying to make everyone believe that no, actually she's been evil this whole time. Like a good old Zoro putting her to the test. Okay, so the moment with Nami and Zoro is very very good. Yes. Nami tells Zoro, I'm actually, you know, I'm actually heartless. I actually only care about money. I never cared about you or your friends. Uh, and then he just tries to drown himself. Yeah. <laughs> What'd it do? It's a good character interaction. It's a, it's a good character interaction. So another character that we're introduced uh, to during this arc is Nami's sister. I love Najiko. I love Najiko too. Man, like, can we just talk about, like, how tough these women are? All of them. Oh, yeah. They're such a tough family. They, they show their strength in unique ways, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, they can't stop Arlong with brute force, but... It's endurance. Yeah. Like, that's what they've been trying to do this whole time, is just endure. Just, like, deal with it. Mm-hmm. But we do... From from Najiko, we get the story of how Nami became a member of Arlong's crew. And, oh boy. Oh boy. 
Well, talk about, like, a good non-blood family, too. Oh, gosh. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is that we've gotten a lot of, like, flashbacks in the past. Um, we got the flashback about the mayor and the dog. We got a flashback about Zoro and why he wanted to become the world's greatest swordsman. Uh, and, and and we got the flashback about Usopp and his mom dying. Um, we got the flashback about Sanji and Zeph, and that was really harrowing. That was pretty rough. This, this flashback? This little peek into the, this character's psyche? Huh. Oh my god. It's like, it's on a completely different level. Again, we said at the beginning of the episode, shit gets sad. It's <laughs> real sad. It gets real sad. And, like, I, I'll admit, there, there's a little bit, like, oh, it gets me in the gut a little bit because I grew up in poverty, too. So there's a lot of the things that they go through and they talk about that, you know, kind of hit me a little bit. Yeah, and, and it it speaks, uh, up to this point, one of the one of Nami's defining features is that she loves money. She loves treasure. Mm-hmm. She's obsessed with it. And this just puts it in a completely different frame of reference. Like, she explains... I, I I want money because I want to buy a village, but like understanding that she grew up so poor that their mother had to like not eat some nights mm-hmm. is completely changes your perspective on her obsession with money on her obsession with money. Okay. So something we forgot to talk about. So, so uh, throughout this entire thing, Nami is trying to pretend like she's completely ruthless, that she's a, that she's, she's a witch, witch woman. That she's the witch woman. Um, how about that moment with her and Usopp? She, she fails to be ruthless to Zoro. She tries to convince him. He, she, she saves him. She releases him and tries to get him to just leave. And then when Usopp gets captured, she stabs herself so that, uh, Usopp can feign death and then escape. Get out of My there. favorite thing about that is Usopp immediately knew what to do. <laughs> Like, he was all over it. Like, oh, no, I get it. I'm going to play dead. I mean, really, the boy. He can play possum. (laughs) He can play possum real good. (laughs) Johnny comes running back to the crew, telling them that Nami killed Usopp. Nami killed brother Usopp. Uh, And Luffy immediately doesn't want to believe it. (laughs) He's pissed at Johnny. Like, he's legitimately mad. He's, like, yelling at him he, in a very almost childish way of, like, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. No, I would never do that. Nuh-uh. And even when Nami shows up to be like, yeah, I killed Usopp, you guys should leave. Luffy just lays down on the ground. No. <laughs> it's nap time. <laughs> nah, it's nap time. Mm-mm. Uh, he doesn't even want... He, he, he doesn't even... Najiko shows up to give him the explanation of why she's behaving this way. He doesn't even care. He doesn't want to hear it. Mm-mm. And when he sees her in the village, he just immediately is like, Hey, Nami, can I help? Yeah. Um, uh, but actually, let's, uh, let's talk about that now. Let's talk about that little, oh, little incident. Man, so, that, that last bit. Oh, goodness. So Arlong basically betrays Nami and he does it in a roundabout way so that he's technically not breaking his word, which is bullshit. Sabotaging all of her work. And she and the villagers just reach this last straw of we cannot endure this anymore. We cannot we cannot abide this anymore. We're just we're we're done. And the villagers are ready to go off and fight and die and they don't care anymore. And 
Nami is just on the ground in the village crying and cutting at her tattoo and then Luffy shows up. <sighs> she has so much weight. She has carried so much weight and it's so evident in that scene. It this this page, these these couple of pages are such a good on on paper this manga is super silly it's super fun it's it's got superpowers it's got you know a very romanticized version of pirates it's 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 funny it's silly it's drawn in a very funny style but this couple of pages completely illustrate how good oda is at emotional impact how hard that punch can go. Like, the when she's on the ground, when she's on her knees and throwing dirt at Luffy and he's just standing there and she's just yelling at him and he's just like, yeah. And, she's just, and he's just letting her yell at him until she finally just asks for help. And the impressive thing oh. is also is that this is a female character in... Nothing about that scene makes her feel weak. It really doesn't. It really feels like a just she's just a human being at the complete end of her rope. She's endured so much and she just can't she's do it anymore. She's so strong and no matter how strong she was and could have been, she she can't. Yeah, it's it is it is so incredibly powerful. And and then Luffy gives her his hat. And he walks away, and he just says, all right, let's go. It's so good! It's so good! Oh! Yeah, like, in this reread, like, I I was expecting, like, some of these earlier scenes to make me tear up and stuff a little bit more. And they haven't really yet, but that one got me freaking tears. That just, ugh. I, I read that, I finished it up right before we started recording, and... I had, to, I had to just like, all right, get together, man. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, God, it's so good. And of course the crew's right there and they just follow Luffy to Arlong Park and he punches in the door. It's time oh. to go. It's time to go. I, oh God, yeah, I, anyone who's interested, anyone who starts reading One Piece and is like, I'm not sure if I'm into this. I, I just want to be like, okay, wait until you get to this one part though. Cause this is where, this is where the storytelling gets real. Like yeah. this is where it, it, it isn't just, it, it, so far it's been a lot of fun, right? It's, it's been a fun adventure, but at this point there is a complete shift in kind of, it, it seems like the kind of goals that Oda has for the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And as a result, it just gets better and better from here with the character development and the stakes and the emotional impact and my my friends, my peoples, there's some there's some stuff coming up. <laughs> there's some stuff coming up that hits even harder than this. Hop on this. You're you're on this ride. We're going. We're going. We're on a cruise, my dude. <laughs> and there's gonna be there's gonna be lots of fun fights. There's gonna be lots of emotions. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, volumes seven through nine. Yeah. I hope you guys had fun crying yeah that was that was some rough stuff we got two character flashbacks in that that were we got we got two very 
harrowing character flashbacks. We found a, we got, we got like a bucket full of character development. Uh, so our next reading is going to be volumes 10 through 12. And it's, those are going to be due on Monday, November 26th. And that'll also be the date of our next episode. Uh, until then, if you want to check us out, look us up on Twitter. We are at Straw Hat Voyage. Sure what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's 108. <laughs> and from there, you can find a link to our Discord, whether you're reading along or just a fan of the show. Yeah, come talk with us. Share fan art. Yeah. One last thing before we go. The intro and outro of our podcast is One Piece Opening 20 Hope Remix by Andrezo Works and Akano. And you can check out more of their amazing anime covers and remixes on YouTube and find a link to download their song in our podcast description. Woo woo! But that's about it for us. Uh, so until next time. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Oh, fan of the show is in our podcast. What? What other show would I be? I, don't I guess know, the, One Piece. the anime. I hadn't thought of that. Just fucking, you can be a fan of the anime. There's a lot of there's a lot of chodes that just watch the anime. There's a lot of chumps. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely putting that in the podcast. Hey, if you like the anime, you're a chode. <laughs> there's a sound bite for you. Uh oh. <laughs> this is this is this is going on my call out points to you. Jamie doesn't like anime.com. <laughs>